This is Lit, Leadership, Impact, and Technology. These episodes are with myself, Rob Z. So I have 20 plus years in broadcasting. I'm a content creator. I'm a digital expert. And my partner in crime for branding, for marketing, for consulting online is Kyle Damon. Kyle, what do you do? What are you all about? Hey, everybody. 15-year digital branding expert. I've launched several national brands, and I'm here to help everybody change the way we do business and earn money in this world. When we talk about LIT, Leadership Impact Technology, when you have great leaders using technology properly, they create huge impacts in their business, in their industries, in their lives, and they create a mission behind that. Great leaders use technology to create a massive impact. How can you become the best leader that you can be and use your leadership to harness new technology to make that massive impact in lives, in business? You ready to get into this, man? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. This is Rob Z Radio. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. This is the first episode of Lit on the podcast on Rob Z Radio. Leadership, impact, and technology. Kyle Damon, my partner, is here with me. Kyle, what's happening? Good to see everybody. Didn't mean to cut your introduction there off. Uh, Rachel Lingenfelder is here, who helps us with video and all kinds of stuff. Hi, Rachel. Howdy. Thank you for being here, both of you. So what we're going to talk about today, like I said, lit. So leadership, impact, and technology. You need great leaders using solid technology and having, having a knowledge of that information to create impact in your business, in your life, and in other people's lives. It's, it's very – the subject matter – around the acronym of LIT, I think is super important for anybody mm-hmm. to take in. And we've been doing this now, live videos, and, and working together for a couple of months. We want to touch on what le- being a leader is all about, mm-hmm. because I think the most important piece of this, if you don't get the leader part right, it's hard to get the tech right, it's hard to get the impact mm-hmm. right. Yeah, and it's a never-ending process. You know, it's um, you know, there's nobody out there, especially the best leaders. They know specifically that you never get there. It's mm-hmm. an always an ongoing journey, and and um, it's best done a little bit each day, right? I say two percent a day. If you can get two percent better each day at any given thing, like you're making good progress. And- Absolutely, man, and that's the key to everything: the daily progress, mm. chipping away at something on a daily basis, mm. even when you don't want to, even when it didn't work the way you wanted it to work. You still went ahead and made a couple things that helped you move forward. Shout out to Rachel. She's uh, 23. 23. 23, and she's here chilling with us and learning these good leadership skills. And I don't know, a lot of people 23, uh, you know, that age at this time of day, uh, they're out doing other things, but Rachel's investing in her knowledge and her education. So anybody else out there, youngins watching, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's super important. I mean, when I was 23, I was partying a lot, wasting a lot of time, staying up till 6 Mm a.m., not learning anything for the Mm -hmm. most part. Well, learning what not to do, I guess, Uh, (laughs) which was a a long lesson that took me to learn, probably still learning it uh, at some level. Uh, So I think, yeah, Rachel, with you coming in here, um, I guess to ask you that, because I I think one of the most important parts of being a leader, and and Ray Overdorf, who's my mentor, has Mm -hmm. been on this podcast multiple times, and something he always talks about is if you're going to be a leader, you have to have a coach, but you also have to be a coach, right? So you got to find somebody that you are helping bring up, but you're also finding somebody who's bringing you up further. And that's a constant thing throughout your entire life. You have to stay on that path if you want to if you want to do things right and make sure you're adding value to people's lives, but also adding value to yours. So Rachel, what does give you motivation to want to do this sort of stuff, to be involved? Well, a lot of things, to be honest, I've I think my family has always been really business oriented and they always set a lot of high goals 
And I see a lot of them, whenever they reach them, they just, they keep on going. I think I hear Gary Vee talk a lot about how he sets a goal for himself, but that's so many years ahead. And then when he thinks that he gets there, he sees himself even further ahead. He just keeps going. Mm -hmm. So I've always, I think I've always tried to meet the goals that I've set. Mm -hmm. I think now that I'm learning what you guys are into and I'm becoming more knowledgeable about the like path, like a path in, in business and, mm-hmm. and social media. I, I see these higher goals that I'm setting for myself and I see myself climbing the ladder more. And I think that that's really fulfilling and what you guys are doing is, is so much more. Um, it's, it's influencing me to try harder and to go out and take more risks mm-hmm. because I think a lot of things are being played too safe nowadays yeah especially kids my age they want to get a college degree they want to make sure that their parents are happy with the things that they're doing but at the same time there are people out there that are taking those risks going out to moving from the east coast to the west coast like just grinding every single day and making sure that they're doing what they love and i think that like that's something that Mm. i have always wanted to do is just find something in business and and work can I swear on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. I mean. Work my ass off yeah. and do Where's and the just, bleep button? And <laughs> just be successful. I think successful people are, are very inspiring and I, I'm happy to be uh, grouped up with two really successful people in wow. the Blair County area. Wow. Jeez. What Thank a compliment. You. My Compliments. goodness gracious. Of course. And I think what you're saying is right. And I think uh, for me, the journey started about five to six years ago. And before that, I've been I've been in radio for a long time since I was 15, but I didn't really think of leadership. I never thought about moving forward. I didn't have any goals. I didn't even know what my skills were. So you mentioned Gary Vee, right? You mentioned this new group of people. When you talk about leadership, I, I love anybody who's doing leadership online, anybody who's motivating, inspiring people. And, and you talk about Gary Vee, Ed Milet, uh, you know, Ty Lopez, Billy Jean. There's tons of people in that field who uh, have been doing this for decades, mm-hmm. if not a decade, longer, if not yeah. more. more. So now you're, you're, you're getting direct access. Because you could have read tons of books back in the day and gotten that information through uh, words, but now you can actually see them live their life and get, through podcasts, free information mm-hmm. that otherwise 10, 15, 20 years ago, I don't know how you would have gotten the information yeah. unless you would be beside that person in a mastermind group with them or something like that. So we live in this new time where I think learning is cool i think it's be it's mm-hmm. becoming cool and I, I that's something i wish i would have experienced when i was growing up i didn't mm-hmm. have that experience of learning being something that was yeah. highlighted and awesome and that's huge especially around leadership it seems like the last 10 years that's you know people just feel more called to leadership and it's more available right like this information before you had to go to one aisle and books barnes and noble or the bookstore and, and you can find some leadership books and and that was cool but now it's just so much more readily available yeah, and it's been there the whole time. I think people mm-hmm. through every generation have wanted to know these secrets. Let it, yeah. If it's marketing secrets, if it's business, money secrets, life secrets, mm-hmm. health secrets, whatever those things are, they people have always searched for them. But you didn't how, – how did you trust somebody, number one? And how did you access the information and, like, and apply it? It was very mm-hmm. difficult before. So now it, it becomes so readily available, I think – being able to sift through all of the BS mm. and uh, find people who are doing it authentically and who are the real deal. We live in a very unprecedented time in, in, yeah. our, in our culture where we finally come out of the... I feel like we've come out of 
the age of cable, which was almost like a hypnosis that mm. a lot of the country was under. Interesting. Or the world was under. And yeah. now we've entered, we've, we've broken back free of that mm. to where it's free information flying around everywhere. I'm mm. not saying hypnosis isn't still out there happening. I'm, <laughs> I know it is. But when you think of like TV advertisements, like that's like the ultimate form of uh, persuasion and uh, it's, preying on somebody's um, their survival. It's very, yeah, there's very, yeah, there's, I mean, understanding if you're in marketing long enough, you understand there's different theories or schools to marketing. And there are, there are programs that are very specifically designed to trigger your more basic emotions, which in a sense, as you say, hypnotizes you in a certain way. I mean, it's not like you're staring at the screen and there's spirals in your (laughs) eyeballs, but, (laughs) um, you know, it's made to get you angry. It's made to get you incited. It's made to get you worried. And that is how they capture your attention longer. They trigger you. I think it would be the trigger. That's a great word. If if they can initiate an emotion and, Mm. and no matter what that is, I think that, that's penetrable like that's mm. that's a great that's i think a lot of businesses nowadays like how you guys have been talking about the story behind everything if if that story has uh makes a mo- an emotional connection with somebody i think that's that's huge mm. Yeah, and we like to, you know, with Rob and I, I mean, I like to sleep at nights. I don't know about you guys. So I just like to help sell products that are high quality that people benefit from. And I, I like to be straightforward in my advertising. And that just has one, it works that way. When you treat people as if they're intelligent and on, you know, and smart, they will act that way. It doesn't yeah. matter, you know, where they are. So if you make authentic marketing that's, that's, that's you know, just clear and transparent, you don't have to do those tricks. And we call that old economy, or we talk a lot mm-hmm. about that. Cable was a certain way. And fortunately, that's, you know, we're, we're now transcending that but one thing rob you brought some of us have some of us have yeah it's still out there and if you want to watch an hour tv and spend 45 minutes watching commercials for your 15 minutes 20 minutes of of program yeah you know by all means keep doing that but i think uh the times are evolving yeah they're they're sick people are sick of it they're they're there's an option now i think that's the Mm. main thing is there's a a viable option to get away Mm, from that that's a good point yeah uh i look at the persuasion, like we're talking about these triggers, like they, they might trigger some sort of survival instinct emotion. Uh, it's still important to use those things, right? Those are great strategies, and that's yeah. a very important thing. I mean, it's, it could seem deceptive to use those things, but if you're using them for the right purpose to get somebody to act on something that's going to impact their life or change their life, I don't. I see that as a as a benefit. Why not use the tricks of the trade to get people's mindset? Mm. Towards something that they, they is going to actually help them move forward instead of selling them pills or you know mm. pharmaceuticals or whatever that thing might be. I'm immediately cautious of any advertising or marketing, and this is something you guys uh, might want to think about. Uh, Wednesday uh, Wednesday mornings we do calls and uh, we, we do we talk about business and leadership and that sort of thing. And you know Rob and I put on different things throughout different times of the week for people looking to grow and excel. And the one thing we were mentioning was how to make sure you're not going to get scammed. You know we all we all know and see people making good money with the internet, whether that's on Amazon or building a website or whatever it is. How do you not get scammed? And a big thing that we come into is. If, if they're trying to make it sound like it's just step one, two, three, like lickety split, just be cautious of that because if they're oversimplifying the solution, in almost everything in life, there's never simple solutions. That doesn't yeah. mean it's hard per se, but there's things are never usually as easy as what the slick Rick marketer guy is going to tell you it is, especially if, you know, you, a diet pill is a great example of that, right? And, and, and you know, I'm just going to eat this pill and get slim. Well, sometimes things, pills can boost your metabolism, but you need to get your diet and you increase your exercise and, um, you know, combined it'll work. But if there's, if there's a magic pill, be careful. 
And I feel like drop shipping is one of those magic pills. It seems to be these days, yeah. It As can work, and I, I did it for a couple of months and made some money, but well, uh, I didn't have any passion for it. Yeah. It's a great starter. It's like a multi-level marketing thing. It's like a great way to learn business without having to have your own products. Mm. But at the same time, it's not going to happen overnight. You got to put the put the work in mm. to make it actually to make it actually happen. But I think to be able to trust somebody online, look for content. How much content mm. is out there? Free content from that person that you can mm, take in, point. or do they have a book, or do they you know what's what's their? Uh, you got to make sure they're legitimate in some sort of way before you just start mm. buying stuff from them. You know, what makes them credible? I think you guys talk a lot about social proof in businesses, mm-hmm. and I think that's a big part of it. And you see people getting wrapped up in it, and you feel like. You want to say something, but I mean, you got to live and you got to learn. Yeah. So, pyramid schemes, man. <laughs> <laughs> the Illuminati. Those they things will you. get Come you. Come on. <laughs> they will. And that, well, they, I guess they used to. Amway. People were still in Amway. Those things still exist. Yeah. Scientology I got to still do a exists. pyramid scheme. Did you? Well, yeah. not all pyramid based businesses are bad per se. You know, we talk about, we know the essential oil <laughs> businesses are, you know, quite good things. And it keeps a lot of people busy with something they're passionate about and people who don't want to run the nuts and bolts of a business. Those types of programs can be beneficial, but certainly you get to that edge of it where like, you know, some of those things are just for making money and they'll pump it for a few years and they, the guys at the top make all the money and everybody else is left holding their, uh, you know, their brochure at the yeah. end. And yeah, <laughs> that's, that's very true for anything like LuLaRoe leggings or Rodan and Fields. All of those things do work and they're good products, especially Rodan and Fields, great skin product. But if you are the 100th person in your city to jump on board, even the 20th person, you're probably tough, not going to yeah. make that much money. If you get in first, second, third, up to maybe the, like the 10th person, you got a good shot. Uh, but I just I look at those things as a way to learn. It's not necessarily I'm going to do this thing for life. Mm-hmm. This is a great starter and a great introduction. I was just talking to this, uh, I mentioned this earlier before the podcast, this kid uh, yesterday who was a country, almost signed to a country music contract, then his parents made him ditch the whole uh, dream that he had to go into sales. Mm. So he sold cars for a couple of years, and he killed it. Made tons of money selling cars, and, and he was upset about it. And it made him really depressed that he threw away his dream. But mm-hmm. when I was talking to him, I said, you know, and I wish I would have had this experience when I was younger. Getting into sales might be the best thing you can possibly do. Mm-hmm. Learning how to sell yourself or sell yeah. a product, especially one that you don't really – if you can sell something you don't actually care about, <laughs> you're going to be much better at selling something that you do the care about. The mechanics of oh, yeah. selling, yes. You'll, you'll learn the mechanics, but I think you also, you know – Selling has a bad rap in certain ways, and people yeah. say, oh, I don't want to sell. But if you believe in what you do and you just make a choice to never never sell something that – here's the thing. Maybe you don't believe in it per se or you don't use it, but if you know it's an honest product, you never sell something that wouldn't benefit somebody. And if you if you do that, it's not like selling. You're just having conversations and asking people what's important to them yeah. and take a consultative approach. Then it's not like that old way of – kind of like old TV, right? Those old ways of doing things – um, it's not pushy, it's not manipulative, it's not deceptive. Yeah. You, know, you can do it in a way where it's stand-up and honest and good. And it's, Yeah, exactly. And that, that, I always think of a used car dealer when I think of a salesman <laughs> right, you know, who right. could sell anybody on anything, even if it's garbage. Well, and you, like you said, Kyle, you got to sleep at night, man. And I, yeah. I, I guess some people are able to... Some people don't have as much guilt as I do. I have too much guilt. I, I, I would... I would and I also believe in, in karma and you know, you're in, whatever you throw out there is going to come back. Eventually, yeah. you're going to pay for it. Yeah. So it's not worth it. And maybe in the interim, you need that extra cash. But <laughs> later on, it's not going to pay for it. It's going to be you're the gonna... guy out in the parking lot selling like fake jewelry. Yeah, His trench coat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> what do you need? Yeah, and it's it's still happening. And uh, those people probably are still they're struggling. I, 
I the more I the more money I've made, the more I've realized that when you don't have much money, you'll do anything to yeah. to get some money, and that's yeah. where that that scarcity comes from. And it's hard not to have a scarcity mindset when you're in debt, when you're when mm-hmm. you don't have much, or especially if you have a family and you got to feed, feed people, then you'll do whatever you got to do. So mm-hmm. that that's difficult. You got but you got to sift your way through that and find your way through that. Yeah, it takes discipline, and we've we've all been there in that sense. And it's important to remember that when you're feeling that scarcity, it's okay to feel it, but you also have to keep you have to check your emotions because the body will put you in a fight or flight state. Yeah. And uh, and for, unfortunately, in this day and age, we used to run from bears, right? If you get a you get ang- if you're stressed, there's a bear behind you, and you got to go. Yeah. But now, you know, we're stressed in an office, and we're not running. We're not we're not running those emotions out, so that adrenaline runs in your system longer, and it stresses you out and wears you out, you know, faster, and your adrenals fatigue. So you've got to find ways to process that sort of stress in a way that doesn't cause you to go out and do the desperate things. You got to stick with a plan long enough. And, you know, the, the the concepts that we were talking about here through leadership, impact and technology to be a leader, you need to stick with a plan long enough. And it's that, it's that, I don't know if grit's the right word, but that ability to stick through something to when it's tough or, you know, for instance, we're doing live videos, you know, every week now, and we're talking about good marketing concepts and things, but we don't have a million people in the audience yet, but we know if we keep doing it consistently and show up that over time it will work. And that's what really makes a leader. You don't have to be in an office, you know, to be in a fancy office to be a leader. And I find if you guys have had worked in corporate environments, like there's the guy, like he wants that office, but and he wants to be called the boss, but he has no interest in being a leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, right. that's everywhere. Right. It's very often. And that's, I, I, don't, I don't know the percentage of these things, but a lot of people in higher places are just, they're trying to climb the ladder mm-hmm. to climb the ladder to win. They want to mm-hmm. win. And, they, and that's, I feel like that's like the 1980s, right? Yeah. Do what it takes to Greed get up. Greed is good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, what you just said made me think of two words, uh, persistence and resilience, mm-hmm. when, you're, when, you're, when you're doing something to get to the next level of whatever that thing is, like yeah. doing these live videos. If you're not resilient, mm-hmm. that's, that's first, the, the toughest yeah. piece. If you do something, because you might not even get criticism from somebody else. You might just be criticizing yourself. It mm-hmm. didn't go the way you wanted it to. Everything may, may have gone right, but that one thing went wrong and you beat yourself up about it yeah. for days. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it, That's pointless. It's, yeah, it's, it's wasted energy. Yeah. You got to love the process. Mm-hmm. And you, Rachel, you mentioned Gary Vee. You know, they lo- he loves the process. You can tell. That mm-hmm. dude just likes to, to create things. And he's super passionate about it. So when he does something and it doesn't work the way he wants, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's a lesson. Now, mm-hmm. how do I tweak it? How do I change that, it? Yeah, and the persistence comes in. That's one of the big things that he... I've I've listened to countless talks that he does, and like not even just actual talks in front of audiences, but just him talking into a telephone, speaking to normal people like us, trying to get a leg up in the business world. But he always talked about there's, there's macro failures and then there's micro failures. Mm. And he's like... Macro failure, like that can be detrimental, but the the micro failures, those are the ones that they make they make him go crazy. They they make him want to work harder. Love and he's it. proud of those because hey, it didn't work out, let's go and find another mm-hmm. way. And um another like he's he's just a passionate guy. And I think that's another thing that should drive people through those ups and downs. Like if you're passionate about something, like there's a story about a kid trying to sell women's jewelry. Mm-hmm. And he knew nothing about women's mm. jewelry or what the trends were, but he was a good salesman. He got sales because of oh, it. Wow. He learned a lesson about that. And I just think, yeah, the persistence and you have you have to be you, uh, you have to be able to adapt because yeah. the business world is always changing. I think yeah. with anything else, it, it, if you're not if you don't have adaptability, 
This is this is sink. life in general, yeah. right? Yeah. Life in general. The only the only for sure thing that's ever going to happen is change. Mm. Oh, yeah. Everything else <laughs> is not for sure. Yeah. But definitely everything will change with your life, with every, with the world, with everything. Everything will constantly be in flux and in change. If you can't accept that, you're going to struggle with everything. Yes. So it's you might just, as well get on board with it and just accept it. Let it yeah. go. Like, and that's yeah. easy to say, man. But yeah. I used to work <laughs> with people who could not accept change. Anything mm. that changed. They were a mess. Yeah. They complained oh, yeah. about it for months. Right. And then they dragged people into it. It's just so much wasted energy. It's like oh, driving around God. with your brakes on. It's just yeah. like, you don't get it. It doesn't help you solve your problems. Your problems don't get any better. You waste a bunch of emotional energy. You probably piss off everybody around you. Mm-hmm. And like what, what we say in our uh, Wednesday morning trainings is like, uh, we say most people, most people sleep in as long as they can. Most people don't get up and work on their leadership knowledge. Most people never finish what they start. Most people gossip every time they get a chance. Like, don't be like most people. Now, it's tricky because we're social creatures and we're hardwired to fit in with the crowd. And Mm -hmm. everything that we struggle with is because our biology and because it served us at one point in the tribe or out, you know, in, in a more primitive environment that... Dude, when you had a tribe and like winters were harsh and long and you were in a hut, like you stayed with that tribe no matter you liked them or not. You had right. to just shut up and deal with it. So this is the tri- this is we're 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 working with our biology. So if you feel stressed, if you feel anxious, don't judge yourself from it because this is a biolo- a natural biological thing that you just have to figure out and work your way through. And you know, Rob Rob and I are both into meditation to a degree and. Breathing is the most powerful thing. Like there's talks about, you know, anti-anxiety medicine. There's talks about, you know, cannabis these days for people with anxiety. There's there's all sorts of ways to curb anxiety. Exercise is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's different for everybody. There's no right or wrong way. But if you can get a hold of your breathing for 90 seconds and just do a few deep in-breaths and out-breaths, your entire emotional state will change. Yeah. Yeah. It's the state change. Tony Robbins talks about it all the time. I, I would – I hate – like I try not to push meditation on people, but I think that if there's one thing that will actually work to change your internal state is to pay more attention to what your internal state is yep. and to figure out what's going on in there. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more important. You can't impact anybody else's life if you're just constantly struggling with your own personality, your own turbulence. And there's so many things that affect that turbulence. But uh, mm. I took a personality test once and it defined my... I forget exactly how it went, but it defined in some way my, my internal state is turbulent. And that bothered me mm, a lot. Interesting, Because I would, it doesn't, you know, the, the situation didn't matter. It could be the same situation two separate days, but I was feeling one way one day mm. and feeling another way the other totally day the next that, day. Yeah. Yeah. And it could ruin everything. Now, yeah. today's a great example coming in here. I, I've, I've been exhausted all day and I don't know why. I, I have, the past two nights I've been up kind of late working on stuff. So I didn't have a real great sleep so i've just been feeling off all day but i've learned that like the state changes mm. doing this sort of stuff what we we had a we had a content meeting earlier then great. we yeah. then we did a facebook live and now we're doing a podcast i'm on fi- i feel like i'm on fire yeah. because <laughs> you're in why, your flow that, you're in your zone of genius we're lit we're, we're lit. lit exactly we're yeah lit. that's that's lit. where the the words coming from the acronyms coming from because yeah. When you, you've got to put yourself, and this will go back to my whole thing on creating superheroes, you've got to find your superpowers because when you harness your superpower and that thing that gives you energy, that thing that you are naturally competent in and you're helping people with it, when you tap into that and do it all at 60 to 80% of your day, mm-hmm. then you're fine. You can kick right. yourself out of that mentality, that, that mode, whatever bad mood you're in pretty yeah. easily. Yeah, yeah. Being in your zone of genius is something that we're going to be talking about more and more. Oh, the zone of genius. I yeah. like that. And it's, it's definitely not my term. That um, I forget who who that who that was. 
Well, I've never heard it, so <laughs> to me, it's from you. That was me. That was my idea. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, I mean, if you think about that, and, and this is hard in the corporate world because the way the corporations have this thing set up right now, and I think there's trouble with this, and you're going to hear me talk a lot about the new economy because the things are changing so fast and that corporations are going to shrink over the next 10 to 15 years. And this isn't me talking. This is um, various uh, Harvard Business Review. Like, if you want to talk about running a business from a scientific standpoint mm-hmm. to the science to the scientists and the left brain people out there, like, you can run a business as is like a scientific laboratory with no risks and no guessing. Sure, you have to take some risks, but if you understand how a company is built in a way of a team that stays together, like the data is out there, like in terms of being inclusive and giving them, um, um, it's it's uh, freedom, autonomy, and purpose. I think is what mm, mastery, yeah. autonomy, purpose. That's the book. Uh, good to great is it? I forget which book that is, but uh, um, I don't know. But the, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Autonomy, mastery, purpose. That's what it is. And if you mm. don't give your employees those three things, they're not going to stay. Yeah. And so we, what happens is your your role at your job gets so fractionated down into something too simple, and you're doing you're you're missing either an autonomy or a mastery or a purpose in your work, yeah. and then therefore your soul <laughs> becomes depleted. So if companies don't understand that, they're going to have a hard time keeping talent. And companies that don't keep talent are obviously having high turnover and they struggle. And yeah. if you're working for a company like this. You know, you want to think about, you want to get out of there, first of all, or you want to talk to the people at the top and say, hey, I listened to this great podcast and, uh, you know, whatever. If you're studying this stuff, um, Rachel had a situation uh, with this uh, not too long ago where um, she just went ahead and set up a meeting. Rachel, you want to talk about, um, you don't even have to mention the names or anything like that, but what happened there? Well, uh, like you mentioned, I do the morning classes on Wednesdays and it's a lot about, well, it's Quit Factory and it's about doing um, more for yourself, like with the job that you're in, and then uh, learning about how to be an entrepreneur. Even though, like personally, I don't label myself as that. But um, as an entrepreneur, as an you are, you have a dog walking service. You're an entrepreneur. I, uh, mm. Own it, own it, sister. Okay, I own it. You got um, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But um, on, the way you're talking right there, Rachel, that's how I used to talk all the time to myself. Yeah. Was like, oh, I'm not that. It just like feels that, weird putting that on little voice yeah. inside of my head, just yeah. always telling me, "No, I don't think that." Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. it's yeah, it, it goes away over time. You have to just chip away at it, right? You got to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I mean, I'm chipping right now. I know. You're chipping I, away. <laughs> yeah. 10:30 yeah. p.m. and we're we're still cruising. Oh man. Um. Yeah. But no. I the the classes are being really helpful. It's 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 challenging to me to get out of my comfort zone. I mean, I've done theater since I can remember and getting up in front of a thousand people mm-hmm. is not really some people's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But to me, that just seems like another day at the office. And I, I've always loved doing it. But uh, approaching someone um, higher up in business has always been uh, a sort of anxiety for me. And it is for everybody. Yeah. And I, I mean, it, it can be a process with finding like I I couldn't find my voice for a while I didn't really know like if I had a voice in business or I had a voice for business at all Mm. and then I started listening to you guys talk I started reading stuff I started uh, getting books I've got a pile of books at home that's helping me uh, learn like who Mm. I am how I'm branding myself well I finally decided I might as well just go and ask for a meeting about something uh, that came up at work and I did and he the my boss was re- like really quick to say yeah like let's get together let's collaborate i want to hear all your ideas and i've got lists of ideas and, and i this was honest- regarding social media and other things yeah i okay. w- doing office work along with um 
helping out like we have a small social media team it's not like set in stone but i would want to be a collaborator with yeah, that you can help with strategy and things yeah. yeah and i mean i'm not i've only been in this for roughly a year and a half going on two and i i think i have a pretty good foot in the door maybe a big toe well, you know, i don't know you know 90 percent or more than everybody that's the that's the thing like you can read a few books and do a few things and like you can automatically be better than 80 percent of the people out there about that given subject so you yeah. can attain mastery fairly quickly in certain areas and Spending a year and a half on it puts you, you don't feel like it, but it puts you further ahead than you realize. And that goes back to that whole change with uh, business and economy and the way that uh, social media and how business is just being approached anymore. Mm. I felt very stuck Mm -hmm. like like seven months ago. I just didn't, I, I wanted to try new things and I wanted to be heard. And when I finally spoke up, uh, it didn't end well. I mean, I, I just, I wanted, I wanted to try and understand what I was doing wrong. And, but I think well, some companies you're just not going to be a fit for and speaking up while it maybe feel a little turbulent, Rob, going back to your change concept, oh, yeah. like we're, we're avoiding these conversations we need to have at work, but guess what? You're it's like, it's your life. This is your life and your health. And how are you want to spend your days? Have those conversations, do them with patience and compassion and always try to see it from the other side. If you're diplomatic about it, and most importantly, don't wait until you blow up. The, when you're emotional, it's the worst time to have those conversations. Yeah. If you get an emotional point, you say, I'm going to have this co- this talk with him in two weeks, no matter what. And then after things have calmed and settled, then you come back, and it can be even just a few days. Then you have that conversation. Hey, you know, first of all, I want to apologize if I, mi- if I miscommunicated. I didn't mean to offend you, but here's what's important to me. And for me to be here, I've got to, I've got to have this, and I need this, and I need this. Because I've yeah. been here for three years. I do this for you every day. You know, you, if you don't speak up for yourself, and this is at the Quit Factory. Um, this is the, the morning uh, events that we do, quitfactory.com. Um, you know, this is the things we talk about. That if you don't negotiate for yourself and your the amount you're getting paid in your position, if you don't negotiate for yourself, you'll always get the lowest common denominator. They'll pay you just enough that you don't quit, and then you end up doing just enough so you don't get fired, and then you're not moving your skills forward. You're resentful, and then you're in a negative emo- emotional state all day. And, and everybody's so losing. Yeah, yeah exactly. everybody. It, the whole thing's falling apart. And honestly, I mean, one of the reasons I started my own business is because I really hated talking to bosses. <laughs> like I really oh, wow. despise the whole situation. <laughs> well, isn't that and it, a and nail it's, in the it's head? nerve wracking? Number one, and I, I've I've dealt with. I always feel like I'm a kid. I always feel like I'm just this mm. child walking into adult rooms. Exactly. <laughs> Even though I'm an adult, I still don't. I don't feel like one in my mind. So that's one of the things I've always struggled with was uh, being able to speak up when I knew something was right. And I'm I'm a very passive person. So I or I, I've I've been very passive. I try to be more forward with with how i feel i find it much easier to be forward when i'm running my own business than when i'm working for somebody else and they have somebody above them they have to answer to and you got to go up this chain of command yeah it gets wonky it's just and it's just the way things are some people excel in those in those environments i don't excel at all there's corporate environments that are more open than others and it depends on the industry it depends on a lot of stuff Uh, i would say it's still probably what 80 percent is sort of stale in corporate still in the world Maybe oh, yeah. ten to twenty percent of businesses are progressing a little bit. Yeah, and but going back to, my, to the point was like, I, honestly, I kind of I dipped out of my job, and I, I tried to get ahead there, and I tried to do things to to put myself in a better position to make more money. Uh, but in the end of the day, half of it was just I was afraid of really shaking, rocking the boat, mm-hmm. and pushing things where I knew in the direction of like social media, for example. Or I was I was in radio, right? So the example of like I wanted to do my radio show and then sell my radio show, and that was something that they 
didn't want me to do because they saw that as a conflict of interest to the other salespeople, mm-hmm. which I found to be ridiculous. But I'm not I'm not the kind of person to fight mm-hmm. and claw my way to make something happen. Right. I thought, well, I can just. I have this other opportunity I've, I've been working on. I'm going to go do that thing. And it gave yeah. me more reason to go do that thing. And now the funny thing is I actually am doing what I wanted to do in radio mm-hmm. by myself and not for a company. Rob Z um, Radio Show, everybody. Check it out. Yeah, Rob Z Show. Check it. I mean, the funny thing is that it uh, kind mm-hmm. of worked out that way. But I could still – and I'm really glad that it didn't. because I, I, could, I could be it forever, and it could have worked out where I was selling and being on the air, and I probably would have never left. And that's kind of yeah. the crazy thing to think Thank about. Thank God for terrible bosses, everybody. They spur you along. <laughs> right. Um, before, I, I don't want to go too long here. One of the things we were talking about, uh, we were talking about moving forward, and you were talking about Gary Vee and like how you, you watch these people online, whoever that might be, or maybe you know somebody in person. Maybe it is your boss or whatever. Maybe it's you who's always moving forward. And like the country, our country... Democracy, democracy, capitalism is built on people creating things and moving forward and constantly changing. Mm-hmm. Going back to this whole change topic, that's what our. That's why when you think like exponential growth, mm-hmm. because that's what this all is built on. Mm-hmm. Capitalism is built on entrepreneurs who are constantly growing. Because if you're not growing, you're dying. Yep. You can't stand forward still. And that's that's true for fitness. That's true for your personal health. That's true for, for almost everything. You must always be looking forward and changing things and tweaking things and making them better because if you're not, it's going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 th- I find that interesting that like we complain about this, uh, th- these corporations are money hungry and all they care about is, is, is feeding the, the stockholders mm-hmm. and making sure they're constantly growing. But that's what this is all about. That's yeah. what people are all about, right. really. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird dichotomy. Yeah, there, it, here's <laughs> what comes up for me with that, Rob, is like, uh, here's the thing. The science says if you have generally less than six hours of sleep on average a night, you're setting yourself for detrimental long-term brain you know, brain decline. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. want to try to get those six hours. And there'll be periods of your life, you know, in weeks and months and maybe years of your life where you, where you can't do that. But for the most part, you want to aim to get six to eight hours of sleep. And that's, you know, that's your rest period. Outside of that, what can you be moving forward? And if there's something you're not passionate about, or if you've, you've kind of been, you know, in so many ways, the, te- the schools tell us what to do and where to go and all this is a good, where you can make good money and this is that. Well, if you bought that bill and you're in that, in that situation, that's okay. But here's what I want to say with this, Rob, is that no matter where you are, is that it's don't let your boss's poor performance or the poor performance of your company cause you to perform poorly. Don't use Mm. that as an excuse. Show up your best every single day, no matter where you go. And you'll transcend that situation. I promise. There's only two reasons you're not asking for a raise is one, because you're afraid to, and you probably should, or two, because you know, you're being a jackass. And even though the company may not be the best, best in the world, you don't need to be lowering yourself to that level. Show up each day on time. Do the good job the best you can, and that will make a difference. If not at that job, somebody's going to see you and refer you. And I've had this happen to me. I've been at places where people just saw me doing a good job, and they offered me a better situation somewhere else. Mm. So you don't know who's watching, and you don't know where where you can go. So bottom line is if you're not happy in your job situation, you got to own the situation you're in. Maybe you got sold a bill, to, bill of goods at school, and you got put into a college program that didn't suit you or whatever. But it's your situation to own now. And you know if you're, if you're putting in the work and showing up seriously during each day, you're going to move forward. So don't wait for the better job to do better now. It really matters. Hell yeah, man. That's that's great advice. That's really that's that's solid. Um let's let's end it on that. All right. That's really good stuff. And we're gonna be doing this hopefully on a weekly basis. 
I love it. That's yeah, the thanks goal. everybody for yeah, I like tuning this. in. That's fun. And um, if you tune in and you do listen and you're like, there, there's some things you want to ask about or questions you have, please, wherever you're listening to this, uh, just find, you can find Rob Z Radio on Facebook. Uh, that might be the best place. Or uh, Kyle. Kyle Damon D. Marketing. On, Kyle D. Marketing. Kyle That's D. Marketing on yeah. Facebook. We, we set it up. Yeah, we set it up today. Facebook, cool, Instagram, okay. Kyle D. Marketing. You search for that. You'll find me on there. Nice. we got all kind of great marketing subjects, topics. Just shoot us DMs and let us know yeah. like if there's something you're interested in. We just want to hear from people who know they're listening and know that we're making some sort of impact. So, uh, Kyle, thank you. Rachel, thank you. Thank you so much, Rob. And we'll talk to you Thanks, next everybody. time. This is Rob Z Radio.